Minnesota Vikings fans, welcome back to the Purple People Leaders Podcast. He's Aaron, I'm Chris, and we're here to talk about yet another loss for the Vikings season. Drops us to one and four. Um, another, you know, game we were in. Um, we'll talk refereeing late in that game, or in the game in general, we're not a big uh, podcast that loves to just blame refs up every other week. We were just trying to kind of – we can keep it on one hand since 2018 of how many times we've brought up the refs in a game. But uh, overall, though, I mean, had to keep the fumble first quarter streak going. Bunch of drop balls. Uh, some positive stuff, though, in there um, that we'll get to offensively. Only one three and out. Um, we did extend some drives. Uh, the defense, <laughs> surprisingly, actually got to Mahomes. Um, they still were giving up, you know, extended drives. But, you know, they, they did get a lot of hits on them. So that was that was nice. But, yeah, um, still a little running game would have been nice. But we're going to break down how this game, especially that second-to-last drive, and a couple other points, I mean, just three items on one play. So that's that's not conspiracy. That's not this. That's like three things on one fucking play. And you know, game, I don't care what PJ Flex says. Football is a game of momentum, and we had the freaking momentum. Okay, we had the momentum right there. I'm not saying we would have won it, but we could have tied that bitch. And I wouldn't have doubt if we went for two, just because. Hey, what are you gonna play in overtime <laughs> with Mahomes? Um, but yeah, so we're gonna get to it. Obviously, we're gonna preview and predict. At Chicago Soldier Field, um, we assume without J.J., how bad is it? Doesn't look like it's the worst hamstring because he was trying to move on it and all that, but it's a hamstring, and we know for skilled players, that's not a good thing. So we're going to break that down and see if they can't get a dub here at Chicago. And then, of course, we always close um, – you know, the podcast with a gopher segment won't get, won't do a deep dive um, on the, on the Michigan game, but you know, we got a buy coming up and it's all about Iowa. We've said that for a couple weeks now. Um, if this is your first time listening to the purple people leaders podcast, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash rope dope radio. However, you don't have to go to blog talk and rope dope. You can find this here Vikings podcast and a host of other places. Under Rope Dope Radio for the Purple People Leaders, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, download the podcast app, Player FM, Google Podcasts. Live, we also have a Spricker page, Living in Loserville. Support that, please. While you're at it, why don't you head on over to thegruelingtruth.com and Sports News 24. And real quick, Direct TV stream. The MLB postseason is here. Sign up and catch every game live on Direct TV stream. No satellite dish, no cable box required. For a limited time, save $30 when you sign up today. Choose the Direct TV stream package that's right for you. No annual contracts, no hidden fees. The prices for the lowest one starts at $64.99. Okay, let's go ahead and bring in the co-host, Aaron. Well, 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 we, we, we both assumed that we weren't going to win that game. 
Um, but unfortunately, <laughs> like we said, pretty much every one of these damn games, um, it was a winnable game. It was a winnable game. But uh, overall, how are you doing, my friend? What's going on? I'm well. Uh, weather's dropping a little bit, the temperature that is. Uh, yeah, I mean, you went over a lot kind of in that beginning there. Um, one play, dude. We went off a little off air a little bit. It's like one play. We'll definitely get into that. Uh, very winnable game. You're right. Uh, drop pass by Madison kind of, you know, would have tied the score there. Uh, we both kind of thought we'd lose this game, but we also keep it respectable. That's what we were going for. And it was definitely respectable. Uh, yeah. definitely some mishaps there. And yeah, just, I guess you could say it wasn't our day, but I don't think the Chiefs needed any help in this one, but they sure got, sure got it. Yeah, I mean, they're, you know, they're full-grown adults. They're coming off a chip. They've had 200 Mahomes. Like you said, I don't think they need our help, but they sure got it. Well said, perfectly said. And, you know, these first, I mean, we have eight fumbles now. We had eight in 2022. Eight fumbles in five fucking games. It's just, it's unbelievable. And why, why wait? You know what I mean? Why why have, like, eight-play drive and get into their territory before we fumble like we did with Hawkinson? Why? You know, let's just get it out of the way right away. And usually the first drive for either side is scripted. You've been working it out all week. Plenty of times in Vikings history and other, you know, uh, teams as well where you look good on that first drive, right? And then all of a sudden you don't score until somewhere in the third because it was scripted. Well, why? write the script for him and put him at the 41 yard line. Um, it just, you know, I give the defense credit to kind of grind it out or whatever, but um, that one really, that was, that was rough, dude. You just can't, you can't just give them it like that. Um, almost a five minute drive. Like I said, at least the defense tried to do something, but um, you know, the Vikes came back in, like I said, I think it was key that they extended some drives. Only one three and out on the day, which if you've been keeping track the last year especially, uh, that hasn't been the case. 14-play drive, almost six minutes. Um, we had a holding call that kind of messed up the drive. And, um, you know, the first TJ drop I don't think really is a drop. Uh I know a lot of folks say all three drops, me and my co-host, we, we don't think so. We're not saying none of them are drops, but the first one, that was a tough freaking ball. So it kind of got a little stalled out there. They get up 7-3. to three. Right back at it, though, 12-play drive, over six minutes. You know, stop me when you've heard this. That's really one of the only things I have to say bad about the defense is these extended drives. But as my co-host last week said, and we've been talking about it for a little bit, they're probably going to do this type of offense when you're blitz heavy like that. Uh, even though the, every week we've gotten a little less blitz heavy, ever since we got Davenport back, we have been able to gain a little bit more pressure, but they're up 10-3. Um, you know, we go down and, and they were like blessing us with these penalties to, to move the ball. We had uh, Cousins do like a Favre-like <laughs> shuffle in a duck in a drop off it looked pretty good and then there was a holding first and 20 and it just 
that was the play where KJ, for some reason, wasn't ready for the ball to come to him. And, you know, the timing wasn't right. He said, well, yeah, dude, when your quarterback's getting hit 12 times a game, well, it's not 12 times a game, just this game, 12. You're not going to be on time, but what are you doing ducking? Have you ever seen a player in football, like you said, Aaron, before we hit record, with a helmet on, duck um, when a ball's coming to him? Like, oh, what the hell was that? Was that a was that a shot fired or what? What's going on? Like a bird or something in the in the stadium? Yeah, a bird. Yeah. Thank you. yeah, like an eagle <laughs> came down on him. Oh, it was just an odd thing to see. And you're right. I mean, Kirk had to get the ball out. He's anticipating, you know, and got someone coming down on him. He's like, all right, well, let's throw this a little early and uh, get it through. And I thought the ball was in a pretty – if he would have been looking for the ball a s- split second earlier, he probably could have right. adjusted and made a catch. But uh, he just wasn't. Um, I don't – you know, maybe they practice it or something. I don't know what the deal is. But, yeah, that was odd to see him duck. It was like a – uh, like a five-year-old trying to field a fast ground ball or something. It was just, it was just odd to say the least. And you're right. Like, let's just get the fumble out of the way. Let's not, you know, no suspense there, you know, just gain 15, 18 yards and, and cough it up at the end. And just everybody's expression, the whole stadium and every player was just like, what the fuck, man? Seriously. Uh, but yeah, so we got the fumble out of the way and turn the ball over to the chiefs. Uh, and they went, like you said, went and scored. And then, you know, we had a nice little drive, Chris, a little ref-aided drive there, and then just bogged down first and 20, holding call. Mm. Um, and it just doesn't, you know, if Kirk gets a little mobile, you got to watch this, these linemen for, for holds. And, you know, sure, he's yeah. not used to, I guess, him being mobile. But I thought he made a few, couple good mobile plays. Yeah. I mean, he had to, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Chris, Chris Jones ideal, was having a but... day. Yeah, <laughs> Chris Jones and two third one sneaks. Yeah. I mean, that had to have been the first two yeah. third one successful, sneaks. successful ones. They got a play that works, I guess. Just dig it out. Maybe they're using that rugby sort of play that the Eagles use. Everybody's using it now. Flex using it. Everybody's using it now. Little tush push. Uh, little tush push. Um, but yeah, I mean. Could have gone better that first drive, obviously, but you weren't far out of the game, Chris. I think you ended off at 10-3. Um, you're still in it. First half, let's go, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're right. And, um, you know, and actually they had come back, and I guess it was 10-6 now that I think about it. But, you know, we had – we were starting to really get, like, the pressure in that third possession that they had, three and out. Started getting a lot of pressure on Mahomes to the point where he was limping, not trying to hurt anybody, but this is football. Um, so you're trying to tackle them hard, let's say. And, you know, I, ever after that, it did feel like we were starting to get more pressure and just natural pressure, not just blitzing. On the flip side, I think three times they, they blitzed both of their corners, which was crazy. And you're obviously going to have somebody there to get the, the quarterback, the, the, the running back can't get both. Um, so I, I was impressed with the pressure they brought. That's probably the most pressure we got this this year as far as hitting home, too. I think 12. Uh, I think we'd only been in double digits once this year. So 12 hits on a QB. But like I said, on the flip side, we got nine hits. We got some plat, uh, pass breakups. I liked what I saw on the defense, uh, you know, considering it's not a great defense or anything like that. It's not middle of the line just yet. But um, we something needed to 
break for us, and we had a 12-play drive, about 524 looking at it, in that fourth and two fake punt. Um, we had a drop on that possession. Um, Addison came up with a big third and nine, and he got that, you know, kind of extend the, the play to the corner. Um, I thought that was really good patience, good enough blocking there, too, to get Addison that touchdown. And it's 13 to 10, dude. And you're like, hey, wait a second. If we can just keep them out of the end zone, because you know they're going to score, right? You know they're still going to score because they got a, you know, a minute 39 in another 10 play drive, unfortunately. But still, you know, considering how things have gone, you know, 13 13, I'm okay at half, Aaron. Hey, I mean, that's a brand new game, is what you call that, right? Brand new, brand new game tied up at the half. And you're right about, you know, I was just thinking when you talked about, you know, a 10 3 10 6 thing that Nance mentioned that it was uh, Joseph's only his second field goal attempt of the year. We're like five games in, and he's got two field goal attempts. By the way, he's been perfect on him, knock on wood. Um, looking strong, you know, hasn't missed an extra point yet, another knock on wood. Um, but, yeah, 10-6, come back, you score the touchdown. Um, or you don't score the touchdown, but, you, yeah, you do score a touchdown, but then you keep them uh, to a field goal to end the half, which, you know – I guess it's better than giving up a touchdown, but to end to go into the half 13-13 was far better than I had expected, and it's kind of a bright spot. I was looking up at, it. I was like, okay, well this is this works, you know, could have been better, could have been worse. Um, so yeah, right, kind of right where, where you wanted it. Um, kind of had a little sense of impending doom for the second half, just because they get the ball and you basically gave them your possession uh, in the first uh, your right. first possession of the Good game, call. so. It's like, okay, well, you know, we'll get through that first possession. And, but they, you know, this team has had first quarter problems and third quarter problems throughout the last five games. So it didn't really know what to think of it. Um, and defensively, Chris, you're right. You know, the defense isn't bad. Uh, I just don't think we have the players. Um, when we talked about this a few weeks ago, you know, where Flores can have his system and definitely I think it's an upgrade on Donatel's, but. I still think there's parts and pieces personnel wise that aren't quite where you'd want it. And uh, <clears throat> so everybody says, well, the defense is great and it's good, but it, you know, imagine if you had some of those pieces that uh, then you'd have what could be a great defense. But as for now, it's an adequate defense. Uh, it's played some good opponents now with the chiefs and the Eagles and it's held up fairly well. So uh, I'd say we have, might be inching towards that league average defense that we've been uh hoping for yeah and that just goes to show you with that that field goal stat too like how many times we've turned the damn ball over especially fumbles like to have those drives to be in field goal range and then just shit the bed um that is wild because uh we moved the ball so damn well we're still top three in so many categories of moving the fucking ball and that's without a strong rushing game which back-to-back weeks we had a solid solid rushing game this week it was there, but it needed to be a little bit. I would have liked to have seen more than 18 carries. Of course, when you get down 27-13, what are you going to do? And that's exactly what happened. They go down there. You know, we only had one three and out. Well, we started under a minute, 58-second drive. We had a three and out after they just had a almost a five-minute drive, 11 play, and then to back it up with, oh, we almost five minutes? Well, we'll go 627 
another 11, you know, 11 play drive. So it was a poor time for a, a three and out, but the pass break up on third down, which was kind of close to a catch. Uh, Jefferson almost could have came down with that, but that's where he got banged up right there. Um, and yeah, to uh, Harrison Smith was, he didn't get his head around and I'm talking about the second touchdown drive. He didn't get his head around, but he definitely got pulled into him. Um, so that would, it have been nice for that to be a no call, but we know in the NFL, and we did give up a three, third and eight, I believe on that one. But, um, I think that was the, the Mahomes fake run dumped to Kelsey, Kelsey TD later in that drive. And we could talk about Kelsey here in a second. Um, well, actually, let, let's talk about Kelsey. You know, let, let, let's talk about uh, what what happened there on on the Kelsey play because we still have that three for one deal on one play. Three things that the refs could have called that we're gonna we're gonna build anticipation for that one, Aaron. Right. Well, we're starting off the the I guess the list of anomalies. There's all right. So I understand those that say he caught the ball. I get where they're coming from. My only real stipulation was uh, the survive the ground thing. But doing a little research off air, that's no longer in the language of the rules of the catch, which is still as vague. There's a lot of language. There's a lot of language, which is still as vague as it's ever been, but they took out the, quote, survive the catch or survive the ground. But instead of that, they've sort of put in a different rule. So, you know, Back to the rule book we go with the Vikings. We can't seem to ever avoid it. Um, I'll just start from the top. These are the rules as of 2023, and it's rather long, so I'll just put it into shorthand. There's A, B, and C of the rules, A being secure the ball uh, in his hands, arms prior to the ball, touching the ground, which is the most obvious of them. Uh, Touches the ground. This is B, touches the ground inbounds, both feet or another part of the body besides a hand. And then C, after and uh, after A and B, which we went over, have been fulfilled, performs an act common to the game, tucks the ball away, extends it forward, takes an additional step, turns upfield or avoids, or wards off an opponent, or he maintains control of the ball long enough to do so. Okay, so that's that's what they've got for the official clarity of it. But that's not clear enough, so they go on to... Five other stipulations, um, that being number one, movement of the ball does not automatically result in loss of control. So if the ball, you know, wobbles, shakes, that's not necessarily a loss of control, which I think most people kind of think that it is. Um, if, the ball, number if the ball makes a football move, it's still okay? Uh, the ball, yeah, if the ball makes a football move, it apparently, you know, they really don't have that in the in the rules here, Chris, that is we'll that'll be next. That. Yeah, in the NFL PA, we're gonna have to go back to that. Number two, if a player who satisfies A and B, which we went, uh, but has not satisfied C, hopefully you were paying attention earlier, contacts the ground and loses control of the ball, is an incomplete pass. So this is the one where I think it relates to the Kelsey catch or non-catch. If a player who satisfies A and B but has not satisfied C contacts the ground and loses control of the ball, it is in, it is an incomplete pass if the ball hits the ground before he regains control or if he regains control out of bounds. So I'm saying that Kelsey hit the ground 
The ball wobbled. Other guy, I think it was Blackman, grabbed the ball out of his hands. Yeah, I think you're right. He did not have control at the point when Blackman grabbed the ball. Um, so that was always my uh, position on it. Um, but we'll go through with three and four and then or three, four and five, and then you can give your your take. Uh, a receiver, this is three, a receiver is considered a player in the defenseless posture. Okay, throughout the entire process of the catch and until the player is capable of avoiding or warding off the impending contact of an opponent. So that would be like a bang, bang, across the middle, alligator arms type of thing. Sure. Um, number four. Like a TJ Hawk type thing? Yeah, which we'll get to. <laughs> uh, if a pass is, this is number four, if a pass is caught simultaneously by two eligible opponents and both players, so obviously that's like tie goes to the runner, you know, so tie goes to the to the offense. And then five is, uh, I don't have all of it, but if a player who is in possession of the ball is held up and carried out of bounds, oh, so that's you can push a guy out of bounds on the sideline, which you used to not be able to do. So that is, as of 2023, the catch rules. And like I said, I think number two is the one that stipulates, uh, quote, unquote, must survive the ground. And it's still in there. It's just in different language. And that's where I stand on the Kelsey thing. I thought he had possession the ground made him lose possession which if you go back to 2014 and des bryant in the super bowl that was the whole crux of that whole argument would they again took that language out and now they have this now new language which essentially says the same thing but isn't as uh i don't know air quotey as right. the other thing so i really don't think that he 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 lost possession upon hitting the ground, and that's when the ball was swiped. They don't say anything about an, an opponent grabbing the ball, but that's what happened. I don't think it was a catch, Chris. Um, right, so incomplete, not necessarily incomplete. pick up the run and, and score a touchdown. And I think O'Connell thought the same thing and threw right. the challenge flag, and I really have no problem throwing the challenge flag. What a stupid timeout. Right, right, right. I think I would have done the same fucking thing. I agree. And then we also have the toe tap. Um, the toe tapper, um, you know, the fact that the it was only like a season or two. It wasn't that many seasons that they had that you, if a guy's in the air catching the ball, you can't push him out of bounds. The one you mentioned, I can't. Um, I still can't fathom that they put that. So what is the defender there for then? What do you mean the guy jumps in the air and I can't push his ass out of bounds? Don't you have to? Put your feet down. Like, it's just, I can't believe they even went to that. And when they went to that, and then this whole catch thing anyway, I knew they were just going all offense. Like, okay, so you're not even going to let the guy push a guy, make a great play to push him out of bounds because you're, you're so close to him that, yeah, I mean, that, that shit was ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I would have been just fine with, uh, with it being a no catch. And like you said, I, I do, I'm okay with, uh, coach doing that so we're up to like an eight or ten billion dollar yearly industry and they still cannot tell us what a fucking catch is it's unbelievable there is a thing called college football too and they've defined it a little better we don't have the same issues which is just ridiculous dude but anyway going back to the game action because this wasn't but but to your point they scored a touchdown to make it 27 to 13th on that play so or on that you know on that possession. So it's like yeah, that shit does matter, um, and it does eventually catch up to us. So you got that, you got the toe tap, you got a couple things here that we're going to talk about. But um, you know, 
this never will die type uh, besides like that cowboy game when most of our line was out or whatever, they just don't know how to die, dude. Yeah, because I think didn't O'Neal get hurt in that game too, so we didn't have either tackle. Anyway, 14 plays, uh, over five minutes. Cousins was wheeling and dealing on that one. Um, Oliver had the two hands, no catch there. That freaking hurt. Uh, but we were – that's the one where we had on the same drive two QB sneaks on third and one. We were just third down conversion machine at that point. Um, you know, the third down numbers are close to really good, right? But if you if you go four or five on fourth down, that's pretty fucking good overall on third and fourth down. Um, Addison on that fourth and sixth uh, play with money. And then, you know, nice little catch and run from Madison. I, I, I do think that we could have needed that a little later. We'll get to that. But that was nice. So you're like, okay. 27-20, they only got five plays, forced to punt, got a lot of pressure on them, and here we are. Here we are. We're, 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 we're within range now. We got plenty of time. There's no no big hurry. We you know rally off a 10-play drive. TJ said, hey, just for good measure, I'm going to drop a ball, um, which, you know, that, that one hurt uh, on that same play. Or no, was that the – was the, the um God, we got so many drops I can't remember. Was the last drive the Matt Matson uh Matson drop or was it on this drive? I can't remember. I, got, I wanna like, say it was, was it on, on this drive? drive. I wanna say it was on this drive, but it could have been the last one because no, you're right, you're right, you're right. Change some yep, other stuff. I just checked it. But let's right. quickly yep. go back and talk right. quickly about uh one, let's uh you know Talk about little Addison for a second here. We love this kid. I mean, he's out there making great plays. Not the biggest guy. He's fast. Uh, I thought this touchdown in the back of the end zone was crafty. Um, you know, he gets open. There's not a problem with separation with him. He's got good speed. They got him in out of the slot a lot, which I like, but I think it's interchangeable with him and Jefferson, uh, and that really helps when you can put different guys in the slot. And uh, he's catching everything uh, that's thrown to him as long as it's within, you know, catchable, you know, distance. And he's great after the catch. Um, people are on him about his blocking. Well, he's, what, 171. He'll work yeah, on yeah. that. He's going to learn how to, <laughs> yeah, how to get in front of some guy. He's a rookie right now. Um, but he's really came out. I thought this game really showed his skills. It wasn't just, you know, uh, you know, a post route into the end zone, which, you know, speed helps with that, but it's pure speed. But I think his skill as a receiver really showed here. And then, um, you know, Hawkinson, man, let's, I mean, like we'll give him the one out of range to catch, but, you know, the guy, he's a problem. He's got drop problems. I think that's what Detroit, a lot of Detroit fans have been saying that, that he had some problem with drops. And, um, you know, a lot of these are – catches that need to be made by him and I'm not willing to say that uh he's had because he's been pretty steady especially last season uh, I don't remember a lot of drops from him but this year it's been a, a little too much uh, especially when at the time and place of those drops yes. now they weren't the greatest throwing balls don't get me wrong but they're catches he should make and I don't even care how much he makes let's not talk about that let's just talk about you know it's within his catch radius he should make those catches and it's not something we're talking about alligator arms where, you know, you got a safety coming down or a linebacker coming right. down on it. They're just, you know, extending to get the ball. Um, 
you know, that's my problem with it. And I think he had two serious drops there and one that, you know, you got to give a mulligan on and anybody yeah. could, you know, but I think that's going to be a problem. Hopefully he gets that short up. Uh, but yeah, Addison and, 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 and Hawkinson and, and we'll get on to the other stuff too. But I mean, I, I know you got some things to say about Addison too, and also Hawkinson, but you know, I don't think it's as bad as people think with Hawkinson, but it's also, you know, it's not the best thing in the world. Well, I'm going to talk about it. When you set the market, that's what's going to happen. You know, you're going to get more pressure. You're going to be like, Hey, make that catch. We see tight ends on both levels, college and pro, the Notre Dame guy, this freaking guy's a stud. But anyway, uh, there's a bunch of studs, obviously. Tight end's been such a key position, and he's our second receiver right now, right? He is. He's our second target right now. Going in this year, maybe Addison takes him over, whatever. But I'm saying right now he is. And the frustrating part, Aaron, is then the next play or two plays later, he'll make some shit on fourth down. He's like, oh, shit, dude, in traffic? Hell yeah, dude. You know, and even – even the one two weeks ago at the goal line, he's trying to catch and reach for the touch. Okay. I think it's just bad luck this year with somehow that ball, it was low in a way, and somehow it popped up and double tip. We won't get into that too much more. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really loving Addison. I mean, some of the key plays, you know, those third down plays, the deep threat, he drew another penalty, probably should have. Well, not probably should have drawn another penalty that we're about to get into. Um, and he is, it's just perfect. Perfect. We got him for five years on that rookie deal. It, it, it's great. It is great. I really like what I saw of that. But yeah, two out of the three Hawks got to come down with it. You just, the first one, it was so tough. One hander that I don't even say that's not a drop, but the other two, you got two. Remember, he's not jumping laterally having to jump 37 inches right in the air and catch it over his head. These are just high balls, but that's how you throw to a tight end. You throw it high, dude. That's what you do. Like at every level almost. And he, those are two drops. And if you're uh, even a top 10, top seven, top five, wherever you want to put him, he's got to make those catches. So you see it week in and week out and he's capable of it because like we were saying even before we hit record, he'll fucking turn around and make a great catch in traffic. So, and, you know, he's going to keep getting these opportunities. Kirk's not afraid to fucking keep going to him. Um, so, you know, hopefully he gets that figured out. But Cousins found one of those fake runs, like, run, dude. Run. Oh, actually, Osborne's wide open. Oh, that's a 19-yard. It was one of those plays where you're like, dude, it's right there. And he looked like he's going to do it, and then he dumped it off. To, you know, for a longer pickup, but that was a nice play by Osborne. But then the mats, and you have Bradbury way out. You have what appears to be kind of like their safety or defensive back, like ours, where you have an extra one on there, and he's way back. He's coming up. Bradbury's there. Um, it's probably a touchdown. It's probably a touchdown. And and he just dropped the fucking ball. So you already dropped the ball, which is probably a touchdown, at least the first down. Um, we had a TJ drop on that drive. And then I'll let my co-host take over. On one play, three items to address in the end zone, going for it. Well, let's talk about two plays, Chris, because, you know, we have the play with the three things. But the play before that was like a practice of that play. It was probably about the same play. I had Addison on the same route and the same – defender did the same thing um held him up 
got in his way. I mean, I thought there was a legal touching. They made a point of that uh, five yards down. They were going to be emphasize that and enforce that. I don't know if that was last preseason or this preseason. I think it was last preseason. They called everything that they fucking could on it. Um, but it's definitely farther than five yards. The first play, I think, was third down or second down. I can't remember if it would be that second play was fourth down or third. But anyways, I think it was second down. Long one to Addison. Um, and then I'm sure O'Connell was like, okay, yeah, that was an interference. Let's do it again. And he'll do the same thing. We'll, they'll throw the flag the second time. And they didn't throw the second flag. So you had a practice well, run of did. it. They did throw it. Oh, yeah, they did, but then they pit in Africa. Yeah, so we're getting ahead of us. <laughs> yeah. This is so frustrating. This so, this is, this is how I think the sequence went. Yeah. They ran the play, then second down. Uh, they did not throw the flag. The ball was a little bit, you could question, catchable or uncatchable on that one. Um, so I'm sure O'Connell was like, let's sure. do it again. Do it again. Go to the same place. Uh, and that's what they did. Now, series of events that happened were, they threw the flag. Okay, great. We got PI. Nice, nice play, Addison. Nice play, Kirk. Good job. First Good job, goal, everybody baby. around. First and goal, baby. Uh, I think it was the I don't know his name, uh, Janarius Sneed. I think his name was. Yeah, Takes yep, his freaking yep. helmet off because he got flagged and he's exasperated about the flag. That like every cornerback is. Right. Takes his helmet off. Meanwhile, the camera comes in close up, and you see <laughs> the refs. You know you. Read his lips. He says, put your helmet on. Meanwhile, uh, Nance and what's his toes up in the booth are saying that should be a penalty. He took his helmet off. And meanwhile, they're, I mean, it's just all time down. We can go back to Nance and what's his toes, the whole Kelsey catch thing on that. That yep. was a whole cluster fuck too, because they knew that was a catch. Yeah, they knew that helmet. was a turnover. They right. knew it and they covered it up. Um, but that's more tinfoil hats. So we'll just kind of leave that there. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, so that was the two things. So we got the helmet off, Chris. We've got the same exact route, same exact play, same exact uh, situation, two plays in a row. They throw the flag. Somehow they decide to pick it up. All replay showed what was definitely contact. So it could have been 15 yards or he it could have been uh, P.I. Dude, he had him so locked up, it was like an offensive lineman on a DN. That's where you want to hold him, right? Right under right. those shoulder pads? Right under yeah. those shoulder pads. He can't yep. turn. He, he can't do nothing. And like we said earlier, Addison's 171 pounds. I mean, right. he's not the biggest guy. Right. Um, so there's no way he's getting out of that lock. And then, you know, you can go on to the third thing, but, I mean, I just found it. It's just so odd, man. Oh, I know what the third thing was. Mm-hmm. It was the hands to the face. First time's a charm, baby. Yeah. Hands to the face, man. Uh, so that was clearly just one too, clearly yeah. on ham, not on Neck ham, but turn, you know, head turned backwards. It was a whole thing. Um, like you said, Chris, a handful of times we've and we've never gone this far into no. officiating. Ever. We don't want to. We don't and, want. To. No, we don't want to. <laughs> but I mean, this time it's, I mean, national media, there's Wait. pundits, it's all over Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure, you know, there's a bunch of stuff going on with these calls. And like you said, we brought up a whole thing on the show. What happens when you send in your complaints to the league? We don't know. This is going to file cabinet, file 13. And okay. Yeah. He's complaining about the calls again or whatever. Tell but, the intern to send him an email. We'll be fine. Right. Oh, we understand we made a mistake. Uh, does it change the outcome of the game? Absolutely not. But yeah, Chris, I mean, to have that, uh, all that in one play that you need, it's just, it's something else. And, and, uh, 
you know, this is the time I'm firmly, I don't know what crew this was. I thought they were pretty good throughout most of the game. Uh, I can't say that because there's a bunch of plays that we just brought up earlier that weren't great. But, I mean, as far as calling holdings and, and sure, other things, yeah, yeah. it seemed pretty consistent. Only mm-hmm. time it I wasn't agree. consistent is when we needed consistency. When they, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so when it got a little too tight for the, you know, for the right. NFL. So I guess you could say it was uh, consistently inconsistent. Uh, These darn know. Vikings, we got to do something about this. Yeah, dude, uh, they're, uh, it's, it, 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 three and one is just, I mean, it's like going to Liquor Lyles for three for ones and that they're going to put a lot of vodka in those fucking screwdrivers. It's not just a three for one watered down special. So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, like I said, I would have liked to seen a little bit more carries. Uh, 18 isn't enough. Um, we did get a couple nice little runs that I wish we could build on, but I also see down 27 to 13, and you know, we know the strength of the line and whatnot, and they were – they were. I mean, if you're going to bring, you know, dudes off the edge, that's going to be tough to run against too since our interior is not strong. So I get it. I don't think it was too crazy. And, you know, shit, we would have probably had, you know, I mean, if you got at least six drops – you know, most of those were all first downs. One of them was a touchdown. You know, that shit adds up, too. So um, we're not going to um, – it doesn't come down to the Hail Mary. It's called a Hail Mary. It would have been nice to be able to get the ball off if you would have yeah, – you have to get sacked, man. I mean, come right. On. Now, if he would have thrown the ball right away, people would be like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? You got to throw it to the end zone. Um, you need a couple seconds. They didn't rush three. They normally only rush three. Although we've seen situations where a three will get to us, but um, yes, we that's you know they, they didn't do the three, so they did have more pressure on there. That part sucked, no doubt about it. But it was kind of like a yeah, that's exactly how they wanted that to happen. It just it just sucked. Uh, but by that time, you know you're maybe hopefully tying. Really, what it comes down to, I think the coach said it too. The only thing there is like you're hoping for a pass interference, but. As we've seen, I don't think they would have called it anyway. Uh, but it was just a – it was almost a rightfully way to end the game off of all our errors. Um, that part sucked, no doubt about it. But there are some positives to take. Unfortunately, we just can't just get beat. We just can't get beat. We, we're just, we just have too much heart these last two and a half years. It's a weird fucking team that we wish other more talented teams had this kind of fucking heart. We probably would have gotten to the goddamn Super Bowl, not saying we would have won it. But um, this team just won't go away. You can get it down to 27-7. to You can get it 30-0. Uh, to They're going to fucking keep playing, dude. And, and so it's frustrating. But like we said it before, too, we're too damn good, not great, good, and at times very good, but too much heart to be one of the worst teams in the league. That's just how it's going to play out. Um, you could sit there and line us up for the third spot if you want. Good luck. Now, now the only thing that plays into us, which was, it's a great way to go in to the next week, which assumingly we won't have uh, the guy, Jefferson, Jay Jetta. Now, how long? It doesn't seem like it's a – we haven't got the official report yet, but just the way he was walking on it doesn't seem like just a, the highest of grades, uh, you know, hammy, which that can be six to eight weeks maybe. You know, you never know when it comes to a hamstring, especially when you care extra about a player like you do with Jefferson. You're not going to rush him back 
in a one and four season. So that does play into it. Will it be a few weeks or will it be six to eight? That can come back to hamper us and maybe we'll lose more without Jefferson. Now we also talked before we hit the record button there and how this is a great time for Addison. This is a great time for, hey, Osborne, I don't know what's going on with you this year, but this is the time to show up and not so worried about getting 12 to 15 targets to one guy. I I know that Coach KO came from a one, get the ball to this fucking guy. I get it. And Jefferson, if you're ever going to get the ball to someone, he is the guy. He has the most targets in uh, NFL history through three and a half years, or not, or four, was it, four and a half, four and four years and five games or whatever, but that's going to be interesting, and I think that does give the defense a little more to think about, but, um, and obviously, we got to get the play action going then if we don't have J.J., because they will not be um, doubling anybody a whole lot unless T.J. goes off or something, uh, maybe on a deep ball here and there, but they're going to be lining up to take away, to bring pressure and take away our running game. That's what people have been doing. Um, so, you know, um, heading into Soldier Field here, uh, I mean, I guess you could say at least the Bears got off the schneid, you know, because you know they would have gotten off the schneid no matter what. Um, just in time, though, back-to-back solid outings for Fields, um, which is, you know, bad timing. I, well, maybe, you know, three three for three is a little tougher, I guess. <laughs> um, but, yeah, man, it's uh, – Without Jefferson in this one, and by the way, DJ fucking Moore, holy caboli. Yeah. We, I mean, that is a scary one right there. I'll say this. The Bears are rushing for 131 yards per game, which on the college level is not that good, but that's great. But on the flip side, they are almost getting up 300 passing yards uh, per game, so – if you're going to let them run, they're probably going to hold the ball. You know, um, if we can kind of get enough running game to, to where we get something going, we always talk about whatever, 70, 80 yards, somewhere in there, maybe 80 to 100. If we can get that going, we can exploit that pass defense. By the way, you look at like three out of the four, uh, you know, secondary members are questionable. Maybe we can get a couple of them out um, that, you know, but – what, what what's what, what's going on right now? What, what are you thinking here? Vikes are a minus three, um, 46 and a half, which I'm kind of feeling like the under there. What, what says you about this? Because it, does it just come down to if there's no Jefferson, no win? Or, or what are you thinking here? There's so many things, Chris. I mean, there's uh, the Dick Buckus uh, tribute or whatever. That's going to be a factor. Get them hyped up at Soldier Field, which tends to be a very difficult place for us to play. Even uh, we haven't think we've seen the renovated one yet, but um, Fields playing well. You know, we used to worry about Trubisky's feet. I think you know Fields is times ten on that. Uh, they're playing well, at least Fields is, and that helps their offense a little bit. Defensively, they've got some holes. Um, you know, the way we're playing, road game might be pretty good for us right now. Um, the turnovers are still an issue. Hopefully it's not the yips. Um, you did mention 
Addison and the lack of Jefferson and maybe spreading the ball around a little bit more, um, which would be a good thing uh, for Jefferson to return. And you're right, the hammy doesn't seem like it's one of those six to eight weekers, but then again, you think to yourself, you know, maybe you keep him out two to three. Just it's just part sure of the competitive are... rebuild, the rebuilding right. part, you know, <laughs> like let's rebuild that hamstring. Right. Just to make sure that he's a hundred percent and you don't get a lingering thing. But then again, in a one and four season where the playoffs seem sort of unlikely, uh, you know, maybe you do keep him out and just say, a couple Hey, more you know, weeks. Let's, yeah. yeah, let's, right. let's just, you know, let's sit you down for a while, get that thing back to a hundred percent make sure you're good. We don't have much to lose. Um, right. You know, some fans think that's you know would be heresy, but you know at this point, realistically, that's where you can squad. get away with it. You know, right. that's where you can get away with tanking. Yeah. And oh, you said the T word, dude. Whoa. Well, no, I'm saying it because <laughs> tank. Yeah. You know, every I'm okay. saying there's layers to this, and this is one Absolutely. way where you go, hey, this would this would hamper us. You know. Yeah. Yep. Um. So I don't like us in this game, Chris. I, I think that. All those factors that I, I mentioned before, uh, the way we're playing, Soldier Field, uh, all those things, uh, just don't, you know, I just don't see us. Offensively, it's going to be a, a, a major adjustment without Jefferson because everything we do is sort of around yeah. that guy. And so offensively, that's going to be a big change for them, something they'll have to get used to. And one week might not be long enough to get used to it. So I think there'll be some sputters. Uh, our running backs right now, Madison, I like it when he can hang on to the ball and he can catch the ball, but you know, that's acres is probably going to see some more carries. You can probably run the ball a lot more if you're not down, you know, seven zip right off the top. Um, I might put you in a position. Hits that hole too, man. Yeah. And acres can run. Um, so I think you'll see running the ball, which you always kind of do at soldier field. Um, but I think defensively it's going to be a tough day. Uh, Evans, I think is, is out at this yeah, point. Yeah, at least down. Shaky. He's definitely questionable. He's definitely questionable. So that puts us in a, a Blackman situation with, uh, you know, number seven over there who did not have a great game against Kansas City. Um, I'm just going to go put that out there yeah. in no uncertain terms. Um, you talk about separation. There was a lot, uh, being separated on that guy. So yeah, I don't like us, Chris. I think. Like you said, this team's plucky. They're not going to get blown out. It's just that's not in their DNA. Um, but you're going to lose by 7-10 to 10 on this one probably. And everybody's going to be really excited about the Chicago Bears. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I'm going to, you know, we, like in the words of Danny Green, uh, you know, we know who they are. Right. Uh, you go ahead and crown them, but we know who they are. Um <laughs> And so, yeah, I don't like it, Chris. I, I wish I could. I really want to say we win this one, but I just don't see it. I think we go to what would be one and five here. Um, I think close game, good game, but I think, you know, turnovers, uh, just weird plays. That's the story of the season this year, and mm. I think it's going to continue, especially without Jefferson. Yeah, it is. That stat of having as many fumbles as we did last year through five games, that shit is just – Wild, and we really didn't put the ball in the ground much. Shit, we only had eight through seventeen games. Um, yeah, but I, now we're in that now we're in that cycle of the teams. Yeah. You know, we give the ball up, so they're poking, oh, they're, and they're yep. pushing, and they're helmets, and they're prodding, and it's just you, you try know, to and, tackle, I'm gonna strip. Yeah, and the ball starts snowball starts rolling downhill, and you know you got to put a stop to it somehow. Yeah, and then you get paranoid, and you, you know it just they're yeah, dude. 
Now, we've won four straight against the Bears, five of the last six. So a lot of that stuff, like the bad memories of that defensive line and that outside linebacker, um, that's a a few more years back um, than we think. But without JJ, yeah, it's 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 tough. Like we should win the game. We're favored on the road by three. That's about six and a half points. Should be, you know, if 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 it was a neutral site or at home. Well, a neutral site, I mean. Um, but without JJ, I just until I see us not being able to turn the goddamn ball over, it, it's tough. It's very tough. We get timely penalties, timely drops. Like you said, everything's timely. Um, and even there's some games that we haven't had as much pressure on the QB, but it's timely. Like last week where, you know, uh, the only sack or pressure that was given up by Ingram happened to be the one that popped the ball up. You know, it's just, it's just timely shit. And so, yeah, you don't have confidence. So if somehow, some way, which I would put a lot of money Jefferson's not playing. But if he were to play, even as like a – see, you wouldn't even decoy in this. Event. Yeah, I, I would be pissed. I would be right. pissed. Right, exactly. I agree. But I think we could win the game. I got it 26-23 if we had J.J. No J.J., 23-20, to 20-16, something like that, uh, four straight in a row, five out of six. Something's got to give, especially this year, go down in an ugly one. Um, and then head into Ninerville, uh, or actually, you know, playing the 49ers, um, then we can start to have different conversations. But, um, yeah, yeah so I, I actually I like see. the under. I like the under. With okay. no Jefferson, I like the under. 46 and a half, I like the under on that. Well, I can see a scenario here, Chris, on the brighter side of things, that without Jefferson, maybe it balances the offense a little bit more. Maybe you get yeah. rolling, you know. Maybe you start to find some things there that, that you wouldn't normally yeah. find, you know. And uh, they suck in yeah. some ways, you know, with the pass. You know, and you can start to, to move the ball around a little bit more, changes the way the defense looks at you and all that stuff. But, no, I, I don't see that. I don't see that happening. And, I, you know, the Niners a week away is just, you know, I'm sure Kirk's already sweating uh, Ingram and Cleveland. And maybe we see Reisner for that one because they got Bosa. They got a bunch of guys. and It could get really ugly. But that's for next week. And, yeah, I like the I like the under there, Chris. I don't think it's going to be a huge scoring game. I think we can do some things to fields that uh, you know maybe nobody's done quite yet. Hopefully, you know that's the way it goes. But yeah, I just I think you're right. Seven three points is probably right. I think probably go seven on that for me. Uh, sure. But yeah, it's just you're right. Timely things, and until that goes away for a stretch of like three games, mm-hmm. it's always exactly. going to be in the back of my head. You know, and you put yep. that baby to bed. We can start to talk about other things, but for now, it's just, you know, third, third and long situation. Even back to Kansas City game, Chris, we had the third and 18. We had them. Yes. And uh, just a mistimed <laughs> jump by, yeah, by Evans. Jump. And, yep. Jump too and early. It's like, you know, yep. they convert. It's like, okay, well, that's, you can't have that. It's just a situational football that's been preached around here forever. And uh, it's just been bad situationally for us. It really has. It really has. And then a much-needed break <laughs> for a bye week coming up uh, for the Gulfs who, you know, we're never going to win that game, and they didn't. <laughs> but, um, you know, the bye week, 
you got a week to prepare for Iowa. Wisconsin and Iowa are playing this week. Um, after that North Carolina game, or no, after the Northwestern game, that we were up 31 to 10, um, <clears throat> that's when we talked about Iowa. It's all about Iowa. You want to you want to turn your season around. You want to get some confidence in these uh, some of these inexperienced players. Some of these guys that I think after two weeks of not getting bumps and bruises. I think we will get the, the starting linebacker back, or we still haven't played. You know, there's a couple things that could go right in that Iowa game. Their offense still fucking sucks. Like, it's all about Iowa. Take a week off, scheme the fucking shit up left and right. Um, let maybe Fleck just calm down a little bit. Let them scheme up some shit and try something. Um, but it's all about Iowa on this one. Um you know, and it's it's two weeks away. Like I said, you got a bye week. If you want to turn this season around, this is the game you have to have. Um, guys, here, I'll let you close. Ah, I just said, Chris, buddy, man, I, I, this the Greek rifle starting to scare me a little bit. Um, it just it's starting to regress. You know, it's like it's losing confidence. Um, I know Michigan might do that to some folks. I get it, but uh. <laughs> But not right yeah. after the first, second player or whatever. <laughs> I mean, with the Northwestern loss and some other stuff, you know, I don't know what we have behind him at this point. I know we've got the, the Eden Prairie kid that we've had for yeah, a long time. Yeah, the Kramer, time. who's just, like, serviceable. But all those recruits that came in have gone and left, and I haven't heard much about them. The Jacob Clarks, the, there's another yeah. kid, too, that came in. And, uh, you know, I, I hope the best for him. I don't want to see him fall into like a Tanner Morgan thing. Who, by the way, we get more Tanner Morgan. He's signed to the Vikings practice squad. I'm like, Bring what, dude? Like, what? Haven't we had enough Tanner Morgan? Uh, but he's back, he's back, man. Um, but yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I can't really put much more on it. You, we've talked about it for the last couple of weeks that Iowa, you have to win. You have to beat him this year if for nothing else, but to just do it. I mean, I don't care yes. if you lose to Wisconsin this year. Just beat Iowa. Well, um, you've already dealt with with the border battle of, of we Wisconsin. We need the pig. We need the pig. We need the pig, man. And you can't have them, like, own you like this. It's It doesn't say much for your program. I know PJ's getting a lot of heat, and I think you really should. But you have to look at a few factors here. Um, NIL money, just they've got to figure out a new system for that. He's begging now. He's looking for donations and all this stuff. That's college football now. Uh, like it or not. You know, that's the game we're playing. And, you know, you throw them a couple bucks or do something because you've got to pay these kids or they're going to leave. You've got a couple freshman running backs. You need to get guys in here. Um, you know, you got to be able to play with the big boys as far as money goes now. And that's just a, a radical change in system. And Minnesota Nice just ain't going to cut it having a nice facility anymore. By the time we got the nice facility, the game changed again. And now we're into just pure cold hard cash and that's going to be a problem this season it's starting to rear its head but not to the point where you can actually mention it but next year the year after when it starts to accumulate and people start to figure this thing out um you know you're gonna have to have it and we're gonna have to find ways to do it so i think that's the biggest thing for the program um but you know the loss in northwestern is devastating man you can't not have that uh this year and it's Bowling Green, and it's the one last year, and now it's Northwestern this year. Just really, you know, sours it, and you can't really get a good uh, bit of momentum going. And so now you find yourself going into Michigan. We thought they would lose. Um, 
maybe not as bad as they did. I thought we had a little, we have a little better showing, but I mean, the first half was pretty good. Uh, just, they got, you know, done in the second half. Steamrolled, yeah. Steamrolled by a, a tough number two Michigan team. So I don't blame them for it, but it kind of shows the state of the program. And if you want to play with those guys, you're going to have to, you know, recruiting and transfers and all those things, man. You're going to have to try to keep up with Ann Arbor and, and, uh, Columbus. And that's, and now USC, you know, you see, I mean, it's going to get ugly. This guy, give these guys some money. They need money at the U to get these kids in for their football program. Nonetheless, off that soapbox, beat Iowa. That's this year, Chris. This should be a big flag. 2023, beat Iowa. That's what you got to do this year. You said, that's what will tell me successful season. At least you got that monkey off your back. And, and if you can beat Iowa and Wisconsin, so much the better. Um, but yeah, like I said, you got a week to prepare. You got to go down there. I get it, but you've got, you know, they've never had amazing offenses at Iowa. In the last um, two years, it's just been horrendous. horrendous. They've got great defenses oh. at Iowa. Um, but you just got to be able to do it. You got the backs. Just go down there and win. I don't care. You win by one, win by two, win by three. Just win. Beat Iowa, Chris. Absolutely right. Dinkytownathletes.com. If you want to pitch in $10, $50, go do it. Go do it. It's pretty easy. It's not that big of a deal. The NIL stuff in a, in a metropolitan area is different um, because, you know, you, you have a bunch, you have six pro teams here. So that, it is different than a small little college town. That's all about that, right? So that is a challenge. But let's, let's calm down a little bit on Flex. Well, Flex gotta do that, right? You know, we're not gonna lose all of our players this year, like he said. That's just being over the top. But I'm glad he's doing it on radio because he knows. But, it's okay when we take Clemson shit, right? And it's okay when we take um, the small school, right? The the feeding ground that we've been doing. We had a Clemson D tackle line there. He used to joke about in press conferences. So it's fine for us to do that. But then when someone's got a little bit, you know, that's where I'm a, you know, Bucky left. First of all, Bucky came here. First, first and foremost, Bucky. The, his freshman year, there was no NIA. This is the second year, right? So he wouldn't have come here originally. And he would have stayed here. It wasn't just about money, too, because he stayed till the spring. So it wasn't just about money when you look at it. Sure, in the end it was, but we brought back Mo, And then, remember, Potts was going to come back maybe. So he's like, fuck, I'm still splitting carries. I'm going to go make money. Fuck this. So let's not – Freak out. I understand why the head coach is doing it. That's his job. We're not going to lose all these guys. Uh, the guys that are making money are the ones that are productive. But if you're the third back, it's hard to get the big NIL deal or a decent one anyway. So let's not get too happy and chuckle, PJ Fleck, about taking Clemson shit and taking these Mercer and, you know, Elon and these damn little schools and make it a pipeline there. It's fine if we pipeline, but don't let anybody else pipeline us. Calm the fuck down a little bit, PJ, because you've had three chances to get the conference final and your team hasn't done it, okay? Period, point, blank. And we're not going to keep up with them before and after. We're not going to keep up with Ann Arbor. We never will. When Wisconsin was uh, winning Rose Bowls, they weren't keeping up with them. They, weren't, they were still top 40 and top 50 in recruiting. 
Uh, it's about how you do it. So, but that said, I'm going to say it again. Dinkytownathletes.com. <laughs> you're right. By bringing in those guys, you definitely need that. Um, but I am glad that Flex finally just going out there and saying it because he probably will catch an ear. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, we'll be back. Let's hope. Um, you know, the bikes get it done, even though it looks eh, shaky. We'll see. We'll be back next Monday. Peace.